playing the Radical Latino Show. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands in the air for New York's very own. Latino is taking you to another level. people welcome back to another episode of the radical latino show it's your host the radical latino what is popping my people you already know who it is number 25 on all latin podcasts mr unsuable for the sixth week running what is popping my people what is going on i hope everybody's having a great 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 week a lot of places are opening due to COVID. A lot of places are actually pretty much open nowadays due to COVID. You know, the thing is pretty much dying out. I hear there's a uh, there's a vaccine on the way, so I don't know how promising or true that whole uh, thing is. I don't know. Are y'all going to get the vaccine? I'm not. I'm saying I'm not I don't know I'm hearing rumors that it might be mandatory or whatever the case is also um a bunch of landlords are doing a bunch of scams out here because a lot of people you know were out of work and shit um listen most of these landlords from each state they got paid out so what you need guys need to do is go to your town's website or state's website to see and um, go to like the housing authority or something and see if your landlord got paid out because a lot of landlords got paid out by the government by the times that they uh, weren't getting paid rent. So look out for that and you guys can actually face that in court. You know, a lot of people are freaking out because they having back paid renting all this other stuff. You know what I'm saying? So that's a thing that I want to just put out, you know, real quick, you know what I'm saying to help you guys out now a couple of days ago well yeah a couple of days ago um the there was a debate with a you know puerto rican girl and um tariq nasheed and i put out a video right i put a video about the debate and pretty much you know i I saw that this uh, this Puerto Rican girl. Let me just give you guys the backstory. Uh, this Puerto Rican girl went on social media, and she started basically saying that black people wear their blackness as a scab, where you know it could get picked on or whatever the case is. And a lot of people saw that as some type of being, you know, some type of racist shit, you know being racist and all that. And I saw the same thing too. Um, I wasn't appreciated. I didn't like it. Um, and the thing is, she said that black folks are too sensitive when it comes to racism, when you're posting a Karen or murder porn or whatever the case is. And, and the thing is Tariq made a great point. It's not that black folks are sensitive. The fact that they're calling out racism, it's something that, you know, for some reason, this Puerto Rican chick doesn't like, or she sees too much of it. You know, the thing is the fact that um, we're calling out racism constantly on the daily basis 
and it's bombarding some of these people who are getting tired of it, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. The fact that this Puerto Rican chick got tired of seeing racism constantly on her, uh, uh, you know, social media feed and she's getting tired of it, then why the fuck are you complaining on black folks? How about you go fight racism then? If you are tired of seeing it, then why don't you do something to, you know, stop it? You know what I'm saying? But no, she complains to black folks saying you're too sensitive. That's a cop out. That's scared nigga talk. I'm gonna keep it real. That's scared nigga talk. Cause she is fully aware that white supremacy exists and she's fully aware that it does affect her. But that's scared nigga talk. You know what I'm saying? And it's, it's, uh, it's insane to actually even, even see that. You know what I'm saying? It's insane to see that. So I made a video and I basically, even though I'm going to keep it real, that Puerto Rican shorty was giving Tariq that work and pretty much some of the stuff Tariq was saying was pretty much lies. And I pointed that shit out because he has a narrative that he has to fill. So it's all good, right? He don't believe that bullshit, but he has a narrative. It's all good. And you know, she has a narrative too, but she was hitting him that with that work. And he was basically deflecting, going back to Puerto Rico, this Puerto Rico, that if it wasn't for FBA, y'all wouldn't even be here. Anchor baby, anchor baby, which doesn't even that whole anchor baby argument doesn't even, um, apply to Puerto Ricans because they're not anchor babies. They're US citizens. So it doesn't really matter. It doesn't apply, but you can tell Tariq doesn't have anything else of some immigrant babble. He, you know, immigrant rhetoric. He doesn't have nothing else. So he has to say that, you know what I mean? He has to say that. So, you know, it kind of, it kind of showed his, the flaw in his logic. Um, and just to, because I'm staying on cold, I'm going to say that Tariq won that. Um, even though Denicia, you know, she, she came out, you know, pretty much, you know, fucking them up and all that. No, I'm not going to side. I'm not going to side with, uh, with the anti, with an anti-black person. You know what I'm saying? I'm staying on code. So I'm going to say Tariq won that the same way how Jared Taylor, when he debated Jared Taylor, Jared Taylor dominated the debate. Which is really funny in, in, in debating because when you dominate a debate and question someone's credibility and they keep on fumbling, you pretty much got that in the bag. You're gonna be, you're gonna presume to be the winner on that. I'm gonna keep it real. Jared Taylor dominated the debate, but I'm not gonna give it to Jared Taylor. You know, even though he has a, proce a procedure of, or, or the, the image of winning. I'm going to give it to Tariq because Tariq was spitting facts, you know, and, and the only thing Jerry Taylor was doing was dominating the, the debate. I'm not going to side with a white supremacist. The fuck? You know what I'm saying? Come on. Come on. Now we got to stay on code. We got to stay on code. So Janicia goes to my comment section and calls me a Tariq Nashi groupie. And. I was like, how, she didn't even like, she didn't even write back. I'm like, how am I grouping? You know, if you really watch the video, I pretty much agree with you. I just said to read one because you was on some hands up like bullshit, you know, and she never, she never responded. So it is what it is. You know what I'm saying, 
it is what it is. Now, I want to move on to my next topic. Colombiana! Colombian girl. Now, first of all, I just want to let y'all know I was getting attacked and dragged on Twitter left and right, left and right, left and right because I called a Colombian girl a Spaniard. Yes, I did. I called a Colombian girl a Spaniard and people went insane. People started losing their minds. You know what I'm saying? Why the fuck are you going to call herself a Spanish? She's Colombian. She's Latina, obviously. And then there was a new rhetoric, a little false rhetoric where they said because she got light skin or white skin that I don't consider her Latina, which is a false narrative. And that's not what I'm saying. If so, let me just let you guys know what happened. So this Colombian girl got beat up in, at the Metro Metro spot in Miami, right? By a black guy. And the only reason why they even sent me uh, this news article is because I'm for black and brown unity. And it was a way to like, basically, you know, uh, throw it in my face. Like, oh, look at your black and brown unity now, da, 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 da. Which makes no sense because I could show the same thing that Latin people do to black folks. You know what I mean? So that kind of doesn't, it doesn't make sense, but you know, we could both show negativity above of each uh, community, but anyway, all right. So that happened, right? And when you further go into the details of this article, you find out that this guy was basically high on drugs and he was mentally ill. Uh, minutes before he attacked this woman, he attacked two other people, black and white. You know what I'm saying? Black and white. So that whole rhetoric that he was looking for a Latina, solely a Latina, goes out the window. Because he attacked two people previously. Right? Now, this is where people go crazy and say, how can you call her a Spaniard? Well, in one of the articles I read, that she migrated from Spain when she was like, I believe six or seven, something like that. She was young. She migrated from Spain to Colombia. And then uh, through her adulthood, she migrated from Colombia to the United States. Um, last time I checked, the shorty is Span a Spaniard. She's no type of Latina. I'm sorry. She is Spaniard because if we want to go out and, and, and mind you, these are the, the white supremacists that I talk that I'm talking about, well, Spaniards could be Latin people too. And, and that's the whole uh, concept and, and, and the whole concept of this episode, by the way, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, breaking away from white approval. This is the whole concept of this episode anyway. So their thing is Spaniards are Latin people too. So since Latin people are mixed with indigenous black and Spanish, the guy that attacked her is black African uh, African. I'm just saying uh, he's a, either immigrant or African American. I don't know, but he's black. So that means he's part 
a Latin people too then, right? If we're using that logic, so that means this is just Latin on Latin crime. Or does this just apply to Spanish people? You know what I'm saying? Make it make sense, guys. Make it make sense. Um, I'm sorry this is not our fight. Show the Spaniard. I'm sorry. Hard pill to swallow, but it is what it is. So with this, when this happened, I was getting a whole hue. How dare you? This and this and this. Blah, blah, blah. And I was going to war with a bunch of every, uh, everybody in that. You know, the the um suspect. Well, not no more suspected. That open white supremacist rancho because I I'll get into that. I'll get into that. Um, he was just coming out, you know, on some dumb shit and I was hitting everybody with facts, but then I just ignored them. I was like, ah, there's no point. And they were just going crazy. And that's all good. You know what I'm saying? But then they, they, they started doing, a, they started going a little in because then my Instagram got hacked. My Instagram got hacked. The password was changed and I was so lucky that I caught it right on time when it was changed where I could just change it right back. So I don't know what kind of information they got out of it. I really don't know. It was literally within the first three to four minutes of it happening. I got the email. I said, what the fuck? Changed it right back. Did whatever I had to do, man. The shit was quick. You know what I'm saying? And nobody changed anything. I don't know what kind of information these motherfuckers got, but now I, I I'm like, damn, these people are really, you know what I'm saying? Like these people are really at it. You know what I mean? But anyway, that's what happened. They hacked my Instagramming all that because of all this other bullshit. You know what I'm saying? So it is what it is. I got extra protection now, you know, two factor author uh, authorization, you know what I'm saying? But anyway, so that's what happened. And I want to give you guys that update. Also, with the whole rancho thing, um, he had a interview, well, not interview, but episode with a bunch of uh, Dominicans. And it's so funny that him and Dominican Renaissance started going. This is the reason why I'm titling it breaking away from white approval. It's two titles, loving our uh, aggressors and breaking away from white approval. But I'm just keeping it as breaking away from white approval. This is uh, that episode is the reason why I even made it. Um, I felt like Dominican Renaissance was trolling these people throughout the whole thing. You know what I'm saying? But he had a, he had a thing and he said something very, very interesting. He said that he was side with Dominican Re Renaissance with his anti Haitian bullshit, which I found very interesting. I said, really? You were side with Dominican Renaissance on that anti uh, you know, Haitian bullshit, but I thought you said that Haitians were Latin, I believe, or he wants to hook up with black folks and something like that. I think he said that previously. So is he talking? Because let's be honest. When most Dominicans say Haitian this and Haitian that, Haitian is a cold war for black. Let's keep it real. That's what it is. Haitian is a cold war for black. You know what I'm saying? And the thing is, with this cold word, they just basically just say, oh, I hate Haitians and that's about it. But no, they just hate black folks. They got, they got pure um, content, you know, for black people. And the thing is Dominican Renaissance on that whole like interview type of thing. 
you know, was going out his way using word gymnastics to not, you know, say that Dominicans are black or, or just deny the blackness of Dominican Republic, which is insane because Dominican Renaissance is black himself. I put it, I put it up on Twitter. I put both of his pictures up, and I started laughing. I was like, "This is some insane shit. It's crazy." You know what I'm saying, and and then it just bugged me out even more that everybody found that insane. But then Rancho goes out and confirms he's a white supremacist by saying, "Oh yeah, with your anti-race, uh, anti-Haitian rhetoric. Oh yeah, I'm I'm with you with that." Yeah, yeah, I'm with you with that. You know what I'm saying? Which is like, oh, okay, now you basically confirmed it. Because he really means all black folks. You know what I'm saying? So that right there is confirmed. You know what I'm saying? So moving on to my other update. Somebody asked me, hey, instead of um, giving you 5K to show your face, how about you make a contest and say, if you reach three or 5K subscribers on YouTube, You'll show your face. So I don't know. I might put that as a poll. Um, I'll let you guys decide if that's what it is because everybody that wants to see my face, they talk tough. They talk all this shit. And I say, all right, uh, you really want to see my face? I don't know what's the fascination with my face. I don't know what the fascination is because when I show my face, what the hell they're going to get out of it? You know what I'm saying? But besides their girls. Sliding into my DMs like, hey, radical, what's going on? You looking real good, poppy. You know what I'm saying? Besides that happening, I'm telling you, don't lose your girl, dog, when it comes to me. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Trust me, you don't want it. But anyway, I know it's a fascination with my face. So if y'all too broke, y'all hate too much, but y'all can't get paper, and y'all too broke, then all right. And racism is not holding y'all down, and y'all got that shit. Get a little GoFundMe. Get me that 5K. If not, then, you know, get some of your troll accounts and boost my subscriber count up to, to, to 5K and, and I'll show you my face. You know what I'm saying? Um, now, with that being said, let me read last week's comment. Episode 110, I interviewed Fighter Complex. Um, by the way, somebody uh, felt some type of way because I call Fighter Complex a coon. And I'm not backtracking what I said. Um, Fighter Complex, when I interviewed him, I wasn't aware of some of the comments that he was talking about in certain live streams. And I never called him a coon. I said that he was close and he had a ticket on the coon train. He was he was saying things that's real coonish. That's all I said. I didn't call him a coon. I said that he was saying things that's real coonish because in Tina's, uh, after our interview, I think a couple of days go by, I'm on Tina's, uh, you know, 10 hour marathon. And this dude just jumps off out the window and says, yeah, um, a white man called me the N word and that's not racist. I'm like, the fuck are you talking about? You know what I'm saying? Jumping out the window with that shit. Defending Trump. Come on now. Come on now. Defending Trump saying, oh, he's not racist. Come on now. So I had to put the disclaimer out there. You know what I'm saying? Because if I don't know your views 100% on what you really stand for, if I don't know that, I'm going to question you on that. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to question you on that. 
and you know and then we'll go on with the interview but i didn't know all that so that's why i had to put the disclaimer out there you know what i'm saying that's why i had to put the disclaimer out there because it happened to me once before where i interviewed somebody and i didn't really know them 100 and you know what i'm saying and you know it, it bit me to me it bit me in the ass to me it bit me in the ass because then i found out about shorty i'm like damn she's really she's really like anti-black like that god damn i don't even know you know what i'm saying so that's why i had to put the disclaimer out there so whoever feels some type of way y'all can hit me up it is what it is but anyway um games nation says good interview radical fighter complex is a good kid i do agree he be saying he be saying some coon shit not calling him a coon but he's close to that but you're 100 right good he's a good kid shout out to you rad for not letting people cloud your mind and you stick to your morals shout out to you thank you keep spitting i will too shout out to him shout out to blight um go you know go go uh follow him on twitter you know godzilla says the valentine show is a conservative christian dominican american his channel deals with politics and is pro-trump yeah another um another dominican coon um lewis redden said hey radical latino i'm i i've i've been really um intrigued inspired and in agreement with a lot of your content, you probably think I'm a spam or oh Lewis or something, but is it possible to have a conversation with you on topics to discuss maybe? Listen, I actually spoke to Lewis. It's actually pretty funny. I spoke to Lewis, I gave him my email, me and him email back and forth. I gave him my number and me and him talk. It's actually pretty funny. Um, yo, Lewis, Lewis is, is, the, is the type of listener that wants more context and wants more wants to to know a little bit more about your someone's stance because again in this country latin people we are a forgotten group we are a forgotten group you know what i'm saying we are in a fallen state and for the most part latin people we we just don't don't know where to go in america because my message is about america you know what i'm saying my message is about american latin people you know what i'm saying so we don't know where to go because we're being labeled left and right left and right left and right left and right we are in this gray area where it's confusing and we gotta really go you know check that you know what i'm saying so he called we 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 talked and hopefully I, uh, you know, he understood where I'm coming from and I got him in better perspective. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So shout out to Lewis, you know, and a, a really quick, um, a really quick update. I said, I put this in my community. Um, Kim, Kim has been, uh, doing secret live streams at night and basically taking any fucking chance he gets to come at me and say a bunch of lies and shit. I'm not really going to go into anything. I'm not really going to go into none of the nonsense. He said, all I'm going to say is Kim, um, I'm talking to you right now. 
tell the people how and mind you i was on three-way when you, this happened i was on three-way with truth teacher and truth teacher even though i want him to be biased as fuck he, he's not he's not gonna be biased he's gonna stand by the truth hence truth teacher you know what i'm saying that old motherfucker anyway that yo he smells like mothballs anyway, <laughs> anyway taking iron pills and shit anyway 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 so truth teachers on three-way with me kim how about you tell the people how you came crying to me to save you from getting doxxed and your plan was to put out a video with me co-signing it so you won't get doxxed or at least you know alleviate the the doxing that might happen to you why don't you tell the people about that javier i mean i'm sorry kim one two three how about you tell the people that tell the people how you haven't had a girl in eight years and you were actually asking me for advice how to talk to girls tell the people about that huh tell the people how you live in your parents garage to make room for all your other family members because y'all y'all living fucking cramped Tell the people about that. You live in the garage, fam. You don't live in the basement. You live in the garage, fam. Tell the people about that. Tell the people how your brother-in-law, that's Dominican, tried to hook you up with a chick in Maryland, a, a fellow Latina, and less than 15 minutes, she dubbed you. Because according to her, you were too weird. Why don't you tell the people about that? Huh? Tell the people how you are autistic. And the reason why you are autistic is because, you know, mental issues. And that's the reason why you focus too much on BBC, Mr. BBC, AKA Kim, AKA Javier, Eric Romo. Tell the people about that. And by the way, he, whatever he wants to say, he is autistic. Just look at some of his interviews. Look at the interview he had with me. Most of my sarcastic dumb bullshit was flying over his head. He wasn't catching it. He's fucking awkward and weird. He's too literal. That's what autistic people is. You know what I'm saying? So Kim, what's up, bro? Making secret little things about me. Talking your little bullshit. And then deleting them like a bitch. So what's going on, bro? What's up, Eric? You know what I'm saying? Because I know for a fact when you were talking shit about me on your live stream and me and Truth got on and you started stuttering and you started losing your train of thought. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Tell the people how that business that you always claim to have isn't yours. It's actually a family business that's basically barely struggling. I got the tax forms on that, by the way. I got the tax forms on that, by the way. I'm just keeping that shit on the stash. Tell the people about that. Huh? Tell the people about that. Tell the people that your sister, she actually dates black dudes. And that's the type of shit that you hate. Because you hear your sister getting smashed out every other week. And that's the type of... 
Tell the people about uh, tell the people about that, huh? Why don't you? No, you're too busy talking shit about other people, right? Is that what it is, Kim? Is that what it is? Is this shit getting too real for you? Is that what it is, Kim? Your only thing against me that you could probably say is I'm not Latin enough. I'm too American because I don't know a fucking football team name. Are you dumb? So you didn't even test me on, on the law. By the way, that was all bullshit, by the way. So you didn't test me on no Ecuadorian Dominican law. You didn't test me on who the former presidents were. You didn't test me on none of that. The first thing you're going to tell the people that you test me on was on football names. Are you stupid? Are you stupid? All right. So you're not going to talk about me no more. And this is what you said. You're not going to talk about me no more. That's fine. I won't talk about you either fam, but tell the people about all of that shit. That's that's happened to you personally. I think the people need to know, you know what I'm saying? Because you know, you're a, you're a, you're a BBC figure. You know what I'm saying? You're a BBC figure. So tell the people about that. You know what I'm saying, tell the people about that because all this other shit that I'm hearing about, oh man, I thought you and Kim was cool. How many times I had to say he's an associate. I never trusted the motherfucker. I always told him some dumb shit just to basically lead him off. You know what I'm saying? Always told him some dumb shit just to get him off. You feel me? This motherfucker was never, he, he was never hit up by the FBI. Who the fuck is him? Hit up by the FBI. Come on guys. Really? He talks about BBC all day. The FBI is going to waste their time on, on him. They got other terrorists that they got to deal with, but they're going to deal with a BBC talker. Really? Come on now. Let's make it make sense guys. Let's make it make sense guys. Come on. All that shit is bullshit, man. All that shit is bullshit, but it's all good. It's all, all good. Just keep my name out your mouth. And that's the only time I'm ever going to talk about you unless you really want to take the gloves off or whatever. It is what it is. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> moving on to my first topic. Donald Trump, Jesus Christ, Donald J Trump. First of all, did you guys see the debate? God damn. That sounded, that sounded like Tina and Tina's live stream. The way Chiba was wilding out. God damn. Not Chiba. I'm sorry. Damn. I got Antonio in the brain. My bad. Rancho Chivo, Rancho. Same shit. They're the same person. Um, how Rancho was wilding out. That's how uh, Trump was wilding out. Like, God damn, bro. Chill out. Not letting him speak and all that. And something really interesting happened. Trump didn't denounce the Proud Boys. Oh, shit. Yeah, he didn't denounce it. Regardless of what people want to say, he didn't denounce the Proud Boys. This is a fact. 
He said, are you going to tell him to stand down? Are you going to denounce them? He went on and said, who, what, huh? who? And then goes and says, stand back and stand by. That's not denouncing them. That's not say telling them to stand down. It's telling them wait for my orders. That's what it's telling them. Stand by. Let's use our common sense people. Stand by. That's what cops tell each other. I'm going to go move in on this target. Stand by. You know what I'm saying? Yo, we're going to go into the, to the, to the crack house. We're going to raid the whole thing. Stand back. We got to devise a plan. You know what I'm saying? Come on now. He didn't denounce nobody. Let's keep it real. Now people out here talking about, yeah, he denounced them. No, he didn't. He didn't denounce the Proud Boys. You know what I'm saying? The Proud Boys is a white supremacist organization, regardless of whatever they want to talk about. You know what I'm saying? First of all, I want you guys to hear the clip. Check this out. Are you willing tonight? to condemn white supremacists and militia groups sure. and to say that they need to stand down and not add to the violence in a number of these cities as we saw in Kenosha and as we've seen in Portland. Sure, Are you I'm prepared to, to do specifically that, do it? Well, I, would ahead, say, I would say almost everything I see is from the left wing, not from the right so wing. So what, what, what are you saying? I'm, I'm willing to do anything. I want to see well, peace. Then do it, sir. Say I'm, it. Do it. Say it. You want to call them? What do you want to call them? Give me a name. Give me a white name. White and right boys, Stand back and stand by. But I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Somebody's got to do something about Antifa and the left because this is not a right his wing own, problem. This is, this is a left wing. This is a left wing problem. White supremacist. Antifa is an idea, not an organization. Oh, you got it. Not militia. That's what oh, his FBI. His okay. FBI director Gentlemen, said. Well, then, you know what? No, no, no we're, done, we're done, sir. Everybody, we're moving on to the next. We're moving on to the next. That's not an idea. Everybody Antifa in your administration tells you the truth is a, has a bad idea. Wow. So, he, according to him, you see how he, first of all, you see how he deflected. Yeah, who you want me to proud boys? All right. Stand back and stand by. By the way, the left, come on now. Come on now. That's a clear dog whistle. That's a clear dog whistle. And guess what? The pro first of all, for anyone that's denying that, that's that's a dog whistle. How come the Proud Boys ain't denying it? They actually took it and made shirts out of it. Stand back and stand by. They made fucking shirts out of it. That was not missed. That was not missed according to them. Let's be real. Let's be real. Donald Trump is a white supremacist. And the Proud Boys is a white supremacist group, regardless if you don't want to claim him as that. You know what I'm saying? Let me give you guys, first of all, the history of, of uh, the Proud Boys. As every racist group like the KKK or even Jim Crow laws, they all started as jokes and little parody things and little ideas that people came up with that later on became radicalized, radicalized 
and became weaponized against non-white people. The KKK started as a fucking joke, by the way. If you guys didn't know that. It started as a joke. Dressing up as hooded white ghosts or whatever the case is. And then, you know, following uh, black people around or whatever the case is to scare them. But then it got, it started becoming a life of its own. Then they started to actually adopt certain styles and traditions. They started to become and have an ideology of their own out of thin air. They started to actually grant people certain names of higher rank, like the Grand Wizard and some bullshit like that. And mind you, most of their most of their ideology was evolving from Spain, from Spain and Spanish type of you know ideology. Because if you guys really want to really go back, the KKK hoods and outfits, um, the Spanish did that first to take the Moors um, away. They you they saw that as a battling attire. They saw that as this is the my right of bare arms, you know, like their their outfit. So the the Americanized version is nowhere different from the Spanish version, but they have their own ideology. You know what I'm saying? Their whole ideology, they have their own uh, you know, religious type of sect, you know? And it, that's how it, it evolved. You know what I mean? Also, um, the Jim Crow laws, it started as Mr. Shows. It started as gags. And then, you know, little by little, certain people started getting wind of these type of, uh, these type of, uh, you know, gags and, and, uh, and comedy skits of this thing called Jim Crow to the point where they're like, you know what? We should implement that. That's the type of thing we should implement. You know what I mean? So everything starts off as a joke. And this is the reason why I even say it is because the proud boys, um, started as making fun of one kid, believe it or not. Um, and this is coming straight from the people who's who saw it and started it. Um, even though I'm going to give it a super duper, 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 duper grain of salt, because again, this is coming from white supremacists themselves and they want to downplay everything that's happening, but all right. So Gavin McGinnis has the same story and Anthony Kumia has the same story. So apparently this is how it started, right? According to them, this is how the proud boys started. It was started because of one kid, which was an intern who was lanky, very skinny and didn't look like he was getting any girls, right? And words started going around saying that he liked opera songs, right? Like musical songs, you know, from musicals. So they will always bust his balls, right? And then um, McGinnis brings in, uh, a song called proud of your boy, which is, I think, I believe for what I could recall, I could be wrong. Uh, a Disney song, I believe a Disney Aladdin song or was it or something like that. 
it was a song, Proud of Your Boy. And basically he played it or whatever. And basically everything was to make fun of this kid, you know, that is lanky, everything that a man shouldn't be according to their, to their eyes. Um, the outside people got wind of this and said, that's something that we should emulate. So in the start, the way it started was that in order to become a proud boy, sorry, in order to become a proud boy, you have to get beat up by reciting five favorite cereals. I'm that serious. While you're getting beat up, you got to recite five favorite cereals. You know, stupid, <laughs> stupid shit. You know what I'm saying? Get a tattoo of proud boy in old English and then get yourself involved in, in a violent act, basically shedding blood or whatever the case is to an Antifa member or somebody from the opposite group of your choice. You know what I'm saying? So that's basically how it all started. And their, their whole thing is masculine energy all the time. They don't believe in, uh, you know, jerking off and a man shouldn't jerk off, um, at all. Only when he's actually having sexual intercourse, but if he chooses to jerk off, a woman needs to be a hundred yards away from, you know what I'm saying? Like weird dumb shit like that. Right. Then it started to have a, a, a movement of his own where Gavin McGinnis actually was a part of it. Later on, he, uh, he denounced everything, left the group. And now there's a new, new, uh, leader of it. But Gavin McGinnis, um, he, he was definitely a part of it. Part of the violent acts, the proud boys were a part of the, you know, Virginia, Virginia alt-right rally. The person who started that rally was a proud boy. Later on, Gavin McGinnis denounced who he was or whatever, because he was getting so much backlash. Um, even people like Tim pool, who I suspect is a white supremacist himself, because for some reason he likes defending these fucks. You know what I'm saying? will say, well, the FBI denounced them or took them away from the terrorist list or whatever the case is. At the end of the day, they could be wrong. I haven't checked the ADL list of days off or whatever the case is, but they are a violent white supremacist group because they were part of the Virginia thing. And they were, you know, basically saying hail Hitler, blood and soil and all this other bullshit. Okay. That's what the proud boys is now. Fuck what it started as. That's what it is now. And the thing is, it's kind of crazy that the proud boys has a few black and Latin members. Majority of them are all white, but some of them are black and Latin members, believe it or not. Because it, they believe in multiracial men being chauvinist type of thing. And you know, they don't believe in racism, but yet they commit a lot of racist acts. You know what I'm saying? Which is kind of insane. It's kind of insane. So those, oh, that's what a, those proud boys are. They are a white supremacist group. That's what it is. 
we gotta just keep it real. We have to keep it real. You know what I'm saying? So he denounced the Proud Boys and now he got tested positive for COVID. Karma, karma, karma. Holy shit. Now they say that he actually left the hospital because he got this uh, experiment drug and went back to the White House. And my man looks all disheveled and fucked up. I said, God damn, bro, you should have just stayed there. You know what I'm saying? You should have just stayed there. But talking about disheveled and fucked up, talking about that, my next topic, King Face. Holy shit, King Face. For those who don't know who King Face is, King Face, I believe he's, they said that he was a rapper at one point, but anyway, he he is known to be a blunt uh, a black like a blunt a black Trump supporter, right? Um, known to have MAGA hats on, and basically have these uh, political debates, which actually don't even turn out to political debates. It just turns out into like screaming matches and shit, because he uses barbershop logic, where, which barbershop logic means that the law the louder somebody is, the more right they are, which makes no type of sense because. That's the type of logic he does, right? So he's, um, King Face is the one to actually say that racism doesn't affect black people, it's black people's falling, all that. He's really cool with Candace Owens. You know what I'm saying? A lot of white supremacists and suspected white supremacists like to have him around regurgitate white supremacists, anti-black talking points so they won't seem to be racist. You know, that's who King Face is. He's basically a, a tokenized, uh, a tokenized, uh, you know, coon. That, and let's keep it real. That's who King Face is. He's a tokenized coon that these white supremacists use just to regurgitate their racist, anti-black talking points. You know, so he passed away this week. Um, and I'm not sad and I'm not happy about it. Either way, it is what it is. You know, um, there are some people who, you know, knew him personally. You know, I'm not out here wishing death on nobody. You know, it's a sad thing. Apparently he passed away from, I think was a, a kidney infect, uh, infection. But then again, there's rumors out here coming from one of his ex-girlfriends saying that he actually had AIDS. Yeah, so uh, apparently, uh, allegedly, allegedly, um, he's being accused of having HIV and giving it to multiple women. And they're saying that that's the real reason why he passed away or whatever the case is. I don't know, but I just want to go based on his track record and his track record. I don't think he was doing anything good for black folks. Um, he, something I didn't even know. He's actually, I think was a half Puerto Rican and half something else or whatever the case is. So, um, he was, he was a horrible, horrible, horrible stance on the Latin community. You know what I'm saying? So that right there isn't something, you know, that, that, um, we should be applauding. No one should be applauding, um, the regurgitation of certain individuals talking points that they used against us. You know what I'm saying? So 
um with that being said um it is what it is i'm not gonna say no rest in peace or whatever but it is what it is um a lot of people called him a scammer he was just doing this to get paid if that was the case then more power to him you know what i'm saying but um a lot of people actually a lot of white supremacists used him to uh basically move along their talking points and if he was for real for real about his shit then go f he could go fuck himself you know what I'm saying, um, one less, uh, one less, uh, you know, collaborator here in the world. You know what I'm saying? And talking about collaborators, um, I'm going to move on to Joe Rogan. So Joe Rogan right now is getting, uh, is getting, um, censored on Spotify. Holy shit. Joe Rogan right now is getting censored on Spotify is going is a lot of people are going crazy for it. You know, um, because when he went on Spotify, he said that nothing's going to change. He's going to have, uh, you know, creative rights and all that. And Spotify is just licensing his podcast. Come to find out when Spotify moved all his material over, only very controversial figures were left out like Milo Neolopoulos and Alex Jones and uh, a bunch of, you know, these alt-right people that he had on, right? and Ben Shapiro, you know? So, uh, people are yelling foul, saying that, you know, there's some bullshit, they're censoring him and all this other stuff, right? And then a recent report, um, well, Joe Rogan came out to uh, to squash all those rumors, and I, I, I believe that it was a discrepancy and some of those episodes are coming out or already did come out. Um, and then you see that, uh, you see, you see reports talking about, hey, uh, Joe Rogan is actually um, the the staff in um, in Spotify. They're actually boycotting Joe Rogan's podcast because they say that it's a bad look for the company, and they that they want editorial control over his podcast. And a lot of people are, are yelling foul. A lot of people are basically you know saying this is not right there's some bullshit they're censoring us oh my god now again some people will call joe rogan a white supremacist um some pe i haven't listened to joe joe rogan like that i um i do listen to some of the things that he has to say some of the interviews that he has he basically he basically has a lot of people on the left and the right, come on. And he challenges them, ch challenges uh, some people. He doesn't challenge all of them. So it, it's not safe to say for me to call him some, something that I don't know nothing about. Um, Maybe somebody has more evidence out there that he is one of these closeted, uh, you know, alt-right white supremacist dudes, maybe. I don't know, but I'm not gonna jump out the window here saying that he is one. When I, I don't know too much about the guy, you know what I mean? Um, I do see, I did see certain stances he took that I disagree with, you know, but let's just talk about the, um, the censorship for one second. No, I don't agree with the whole censorship shit. Um, uh, I don't agree with it because even though people might not like his stance or whatever the case is, um, it's his opinion unless he's actually calling out for violence that's something different you know what i mean that's that's his opinion 
he's not out here targeting a group of individuals and constantly talking about them, talking about them, basically having false narratives about them. He's not doing none of that because if he was, then obviously get him out of here. You know what I mean? So that right there, I, I think that's a misnomer when it comes to that right there. Um, I don't think that he should be censored because um, Joe Rogan, you know, he is unfortunately, uh, he is the gatekeeper mediator of podcasts. So people, because podcast is such a new, new, new form, even though it's been here for the longest, people don't know how to capitalize on it. Apple started with the whole podcast thing. It was actually called, I think it was an internet radio, but Apple with marketing geniuses, you know, everything that Apple does, people just end up adopting that. We got to keep it real. So internet radio turned into what we call a podcast, you know, that was because of Apple, you know what I mean? So, um, Apple was the first people who started the whole podcast game. The thing is they didn't know how to implement it well. And uh, they just, they just be, they just left the field, you know, um, to be open. You know what I'm saying? They left the field to be open for the whole podcast game and other people came in like Spotify and, and all these other people and they started dominating. I think that was, um, a Apple, Apple had a 100% control of it. Just having the app on everybody's phone to basically losing it. Um, I think Apple could st definitely still get it. You know, if Apple wants to get an exclusive, uh, podcast deal or whatever the case is. Right. So the thing, the thing about that is, is that, um, I don't think somebody should be censored, uh, censored if I don't think nobody should be censored if they're being neutral about everything. Um, if they're talking about social injustices and calling that stuff out no. um, if they're talking about, you know, harming a certain group of people or just targeting a certain group of people, then yes, they should definitely be censored. But so far for what I know, and I don't know too much about Joe Rogan. I disagree with the whole censorship censoring thing because, uh, now anybody that wants to get a deal or whatever the case is from their podcast, now they're gonna basically, uh, Joe Rogan set the template. Now that people will look at Joe Rogan stuff and say, well, we're going to implement it here now. You know what I'm saying? Which is totally not fair to do. You know what I mean? Totally not fair to the one. We shouldn't be allowing that type of, uh, that type of thing to really go down. You know what I'm saying? So, um, that, that, those are my thoughts on that. Now, moving on to my next topic. The Brianna Taylor cover-up case. Okay, so um district attorney, um, the the grand jury uh, actually sued the district attorney for um misrepresenting the case and misrepresenting what they were allowed to basically judge over and and you know put these cops away. And that's what the grand jury is saying that the district attorney misrepresented everything, hid evidence and stopped certain things from surfacing. And this goes to show white supremacy. Again, this is the effects and 
this is the proof that white supremacy is a, a real factor in effect. Regardless, whoever we have in office that is black or not, it doesn't matter. They will still abide by the laws of white supremacy, the unwritten laws. And what are those laws? Don't do anything to help out your people in your community. If you do, you'll be ostracized. You'll be basically taken out to the back and shot. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, some some of the stuff that I just said right now is, you know, uh, it's just he, like just a hypotheticals. Sometimes it's some real shit. You know, there's there's some white folks in history who were allies of black people who was shot dead like dogs talking about suicide. Like, um, let's talk about Gary Webb. Gary Webb is a white man journalist whose career and life got threatened and basically trampled because he actually uncovered a CIA, um, a CIA operation called the Contra scandal, bringing cocaine into the inner cities, turning that thing into crack and just selling it out. They allow that to fund their war overseas in Latin America. And then the, look at the double-edged sword. Look at the double-edged sword. They went then again, they went and actually manipulated the law and said, if you got crack cocaine, you get more time than you would if you had powder cocaine, same drug same drug but crack cocaine was actually used 100 not 100% but majority of the time on black folks black folks were the ones using it black folks were the ones selling it and all that other stuff so of course right there that was racialized you know what i'm saying that was racialized the second um largest uh, majority of the people that were using it and selling it were latin people all of this happened in new york and california and florida come on the cia allowed us that that white man that white man uncovered it put it out there and they basically ruined his goddamn career to the point where years later they shot him twice in the back of the head talking about suicide. Come on now. Come on now. Really guys suicide. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So let's not, let's not get it twisted on. Oh, we got to elect black. We got to no. We are, we already learned from Obama a long time ago. All right. Um, I, I will personally die in this hill. I don't give a fuck. I don't feel like Obama did anything, you know, for the community. Maybe certain things he did that I don't know about, but personally me seeing it, me, me like seeing, I don't see he, he, that, that he actually did anything for the community. And the, the, the fact that, um, we just, we just vote either because a person is Latino or Latina and, and you know, or they're black or whatever, doesn't mean they're going to represent our best interests. That those are the type of things that we have to really, um, look at, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Those are the type of things that we really have to look at. 
Now, this is a perf another perfect example. You know, a DA, a black DA, out here sabotaging a case of an innocent woman getting killed. That that says that says a lot. That says a lot. That says a lot right there. That says that obviously they didn't have no goddamn reason to go up in there. Secondly, that says that they fucked up and they're trying to cover up their tracks. Thirdly, that says that all that little um thing that they were talking about that uh Breonna Taylor is actually a queen pin and all this other shit goes out the window. Because if she was really hiding drugs and all that, they would not be going out their way to have her ex-boyfriend fucking lie, take less time to just for him to admit that she was part of the organization. All right. If that was the case, if that was the case, if that was the case that she was actually doing and she was actually selling drugs and all that other bullshit. If that was the case, they, uh, the DA wouldn't have been going all out the way to misrepresent the case to the grand jury. If that was the case, come on. The shit doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. And we have to call it for what it is. We definitely got to call it for what it is. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, this is one of the, our people in our community that we live around. You know, everybody could be a Brianna Taylor one day. You know what I'm saying? Everybody could be one one day. And if we allow this to happen, then who, who the hell is going to fight for you? You know what I'm saying? On top of that, the original witness that they only brought up saying that he heard the cops, you know, actually yelling, um, you know, saying that they were presenting themselves. He actually retracted his statement saying, yo, I don't remember saying, uh, remember that I misrepresented or I misremembered something. You know what I mean? So this is all funny stuff from the jump, man. This is all funny stuff from the jump because they don't do that to white folks. They don't do that to white folks whatsoever. A white person could lie that a black person went up, up in the cribs, stole their kids and killed everybody in the house. And they will go, they will go months looking for a, a magical white person. And uh, I'm sorry, magical black person. And then they find out that the person who really called was the one who committed all those crimes and all that other shit. You know what I'm saying? Come on now. Come on now. Let's, let's, let's not, let's stop. Let's stop. You know what I'm saying? Let's stop this shit. Because like I say, it won't happen to white folks. You know what I'm saying? It won't happen to white folks. Now, moving on to my, the main, the main motherfucking topic. You know what I'm saying? Moving on to the main topic at hand, um, breaking away from white approval. First of all, I want to, um, first of all, you cannot, um, before I get into anything, breaking away from white approval 
coincides coincides deeply into loving white's approval or loving your aggressor it coincides deeply into that it's very psychological and i'm gonna break all of that down the reason why i'm even doing this episode is because even though i disagree with rancho and everybody and everybody up in that place i disagree with everybody i disagree with their stance or whatever they had a recent episode where he got a bunch of dominicans up in there and he had dominican renaissance up in that place for those who don't know who dominican renaissance is i debated him in one of my episodes a while back you know and if you guys listen to that episode you guys will hear that he actually you know kind of worships white people you know what i mean he looks up to white folks you know what I'm saying? And he does everything in his power to deny his own blackness. You know what I'm saying? So that's the reason why he deleted most of the videos with his face on it. Whenever he talks, he talks uh, a certain way where people could mistake him for being white. You know what I'm saying? So he was on this thing and he was doing the word gymnastics of a lifetime. He was doing the word gymnastics of a lifetime because he was going out his way to deny his blackness. Everything was all cool when they were talking about white folks and, you know, there, there was nothing wrong said about white folks. That's totally fine. He defends white folks when there's something wrong said about them, but when it goes to black folks he's perfectly fine when they talk when people talk about the negative aspects of black folks but when they start including black folks into the conversation or including it into his you know homeland or whatever the case is he gets super defensive and starts bugging out you know what i'm saying starts bugging out and gets super defensive and that's a huge sign because with these people that we have to understand is that in our in in latin culture there's no anti-blackness in latin culture there's no anti-blackness what what it is is that there is white supremacy that infected all of us and this happened all throughout the diaspora in africa in the Caribbean, in um, many aspects of, you know, Latin, uh, Caribbean, um, what was it, non-Latin places, you know, like Africa, whatever the case is, right? White supremacy has affected and infiltrated these places to the point where we get confused and some of us fall, fall throughout that confusion and actually become the perpetrators and the puppet masters for white supremacy you know everything that we're told that black is wrong black is bad you know and you see yourself as these type of people you know but tell yourself that you're not 
you know, and you have to go into constant denial, it, 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 it shows, it shows something. It shows, you know, it, 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 there's an emotional disconnect there. And it tells you that this person is basically at war with themselves. Now, I'm going to go into a little bit of psychology, right? Um, I'm going to take some cues from Amos. Um, he broke this down lovely. He broke this down lovely. And I'm going to use the concept of the Oedipus complex. For those who don't know what the Oedipus complex is, the, um, it was actually, um, it's a theory by Sigmund Freud, right? And the complex is an emotional uh, arouse in a young child, typically a male around the age of four or five, four or five, all the way through six around there, that unconsciously sexual desire for a parent of the opposite sex and wish to exclude, exclude the parent of the same sex, basically have a huge, deep resentment to the father, have a huge, deep resentment to the father have a huge, deep resentment to um, anybody that looks like him. And it, it, it's, it's really, it's really telling, you know what I'm saying? So some, some, some people will call it, you know, like Amos calls it love for the aggressor. Some people say that it's the identity of the aggressor. You know, when you love the one that persecutes them in a unhealthy way. And this, this is, this is what, you know, um, Sigmund Freud is talking about, you know, the Oedipus complex, you know what I'm saying? That the, the theory is that the, the son comes to be just like the father. And at this, at this part, we're talking about the white father comes to be just like the father because the boy hates his father, right? And it's a, it's an interesting theory. And mind you, again, this is just a theory. You know what I'm saying? It's very interesting. He wants to get rid of his father. And how does he do that? How can he be like his father? Because if he comes out resenting his father, just being very bru brutally honest about his father, then his father would destroy him. Will neglect every part of livelihood that he needs to survive. His father would disown him. His father has the ability to, you know, had the, had the ability to make him and has the ability to break him. So that's something you don't, this, the boy doesn't want to go in this theory. The boy doesn't want to go directly against his father. The fact that he feels weak against his father that he needs it. He needs his father. He need he's dependent on his father. Pisses the, the son off. So how does the son become more like his father? Because you guys have to understand to be the father, you have to be just like him to escape his punishment. The son right now is like, how can I do this? How, how come I could, how can I get out of this turmoil? I should be more like him. If I see the same values as him, 
as I, if I see the world as him, if I think the way he does, if I actually see the people, how he sees those people, how they are, and all of this other stuff, maybe, maybe I will be saved from my father's wrath. Because if I show him how much I love him, if I show him how much I care about him, if I start reclassifying myself as he wants me to classify myself as, or close to what he classified himself as, maybe I won't be punished. And it's a very interesting theory. The Oedipus complex is a very interesting theory. I'm not saying this is what most of these Latin coons or even some black coons go through. I'm not saying that, but it's a very interesting theory and it should be explored a little bit. It does hold some weight because let's be honest, not only does Dominican Renaissance, I believe, um, had this theory applies to him, but it also applies to Rancho and everybody else up around them. You know what I'm saying? This theory also applies, you know, but it's a very interesting theory. Now the relationship that Latin and black people have to white folks, it's like a father and son relationship. And this is, this is an honest pill we have to swallow. That's what it is. It's a father and son relationship because the way we see it is we see white folks everywhere we go and we idolize white folks everywhere we go. We see ourselves even subconsciously as weak. How you guys are probably saying, how do I see myself as weak? Let's break it down. Let's break it down. Most black and Latin people were very religious people. The majority of the image of that deity is white. It's, it's godlike. it's white, right? Jesus, the deity, the way he's depicted is white. When we go get a job, and right now, when I say a job, the first thing you guys probably thought about was a cubicle and, uh, uh you know, one of those high profile jobs, the, the, the bosses are, of those jobs are white who are, uh, who are circling our neighborhoods, trying to protect us. We see white folks everywhere we go. We see white folks in established positions, even godlike positions to the point that we have to pray to that. So the relationship that we have with white people, and this is unfortunate, but it's true. The relationship that we have to white people, because we've been subjugated and we've been told that nothing good comes out of one of us, unless a white person's involved. That's why we have to pray to that. You know what I'm saying? The relationship that we have with white folks is a son and daughter to father relationship. That's what it is because we're talking about a system of a group of people that basically victimized us, enslaved us, told us that we were nothing, took our own language away, took our own religious practices away, reclassified us and put us there to breed. And we're just looking at this person, want to be more closer to him. That's a love 
for the aggressor. The Oedipus complex that some of these people suffer. The fact that some of us want to reclassify ourselves as Hispanic, Spanish, or Hispano, which is something crazy, is because deep down, these people know that the closer I get to whiteness, the more protection and less victimization I will have. And mind you, these are the same people that told us we were nothing. These are the same people that told us before they came, this, uh, where you lived was, but was basically rocks and dust. Y'all were eating mud pies. Y'all couldn't even cultivate the ground properly before we got there. This is what these people are telling us, even though evidence shows that that was nowhere close to being the truth. But this is what these people are telling us. And some of us believe that bullshit. Some of us believe that. So subconsciously, some of us wants to get close to that because if I get close to whiteness, if I get close to my aggressor and he won't even find how to differentiate those other ones for himself, then I'll be what? Less of a victim. Once I become less of a victim, then that's when I could relax. That's when I could live comfortably. That's where I can live comfortably, even though I know that he will never see me the same. Even though I know he will never treat me the same, even though I know he will never accept me for who I am and my people the same. I want to get close to that as much as possible because I don't want to be a victim. And this is what these people believe subconsciously. This is what they believe subconsciously. This is what they practice. It's 100% true. And the thing is some of us even lie to ourselves, giving excuses to our victimization or sometimes the victimization of our own people. It's so funny. Sometimes these same aggressors will tell you, I don't see you as black. Why well, don't see you as Latin? I'm, and you be like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm standing right here in front of you. Are you colorblind? You know what I'm saying? Come on now. But this is the kind of thing that they want them to do extract who we are, you know, because if we become a distraction of who we are, we have to come outside of ourselves. We got to be educated with them. We got to read their books, go to their schools. We got to do everything to be more like them, you know, and we don't, and some of us don't even want to identify any which way or who we really are. Even though we got the same skin color as some of the people that we despise, even though some of our genetic makeup ha looks the same as some of the people that we despise. Even though all of that is clear as day and Dana, <laughs> that DNA Dana never told a lie, tells you you're not 100% what you want to claim. Even all of that, 
denial, denial, even sometimes denial of Africa or a denial of indigenous culture because denial of that is getting away from what they told me was wrong. You know what I'm saying? Because if I start accepting those type of people, if I start accepting who they are, if I start accepting what they brought to the table for me to be me and sometimes my culture to represent that is to suffer. I don't want to suffer no more. This is what these people think. I don't want to suffer no more. I want to be close to my aggressor as possible. So what happens? We come, these people come to hate themselves. They come to hate their own people. They bring different type of ideologies and make bullshit up saying that our people actually used to live in a little town in Spain that never existed. This is the type of thing these type of people do twist and rewrite history to fit their narrative. So they come to love the people who came to destroy them. You know what I'm saying? They come to resemble those type of people that don't love them with those people. You know what I mean? They take their value, their orientation and everything. And once they accept us, these people think we can escape. We can escape now and I won't be a victim. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Because these people look for their love to take them outside of themselves as a people. You know what I'm saying? And when these type of things occur, what ends up happening? This person becomes deceptive. This person becomes unreal. You can actually smell the, the phoniness coming out of this one person. And as you guys already heard probably long before, real recognize real. You know what I'm saying? With this type of person and this type of mentality, that, there's, that, that doesn't occur whatsoever. That doesn't occur whatsoever. It's the fact that these people have to literally get themselves out and lie to themselves says a lot. It says a lot about the, their pathology. It says a lot about how they think. And it says a lot about who they will rather side by when shit hits the fan. Now, how do we break away from that? Breaking away from our aggressor or breaking away from white approval, education, 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 education. I'm not talking about being a YouTube scholar. I'm not talking about getting DVDs from fuckface widows who made it on YouTube. No, having the right people and the right information in front of you. Education, 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 education. I want to give you guys a quick story. I was come. I was, I grew up in the church, believe it or not. I was born and raised in the church. You know what I'm saying? Um, cause that's what my mom, you know, wanted me to be like. And 
she would feed me nuggets of information here and there, but let's be honest, she was indoctrinated with that church mentality. And it's a bitter pill to swallow, but it's 100% true. Indoctrinated with that church mentality. Mind you, my mom has a psychology degree, okay? Psychology degree, she got, got paid to talk to people softly. But she was a super religious person and she put me into that, me and my siblings, into those that type of, you know, environment where I grew up very religious myself, even though I was kind of like, you know, out there in the streets doing whatever, but you know what I mean? But still, I was doing that until she told me, probably she probably regrets it. She told me one time that, did you know that Jesus was black? I didn't believe her. Now, why would I not believe my own mom that I'm supposed to love, respect, adore, and see as a truth vessel? Why would I not believe her? Because I was indoctrinated by white supremacy telling me that God it was always white. When she came out and said, you know, God, you know, God is black, was black. I'm like, nah, I made her point to the, to the passage. And I said, nah, that can't be. I saw the passage and I said, holy shit. She was like, yeah, God was black. Oh, Jesus was black. Right. That's crazy. Right. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's insane. Until when she told me that it made me open up my eyes to like, okay, I got to research this. Mind you, when she told me this two weeks before we got our first computer in the house, it was an HP, um, HP computer. And it was from Sears. If anybody remembers that Sears, you know, the, the, the Sears back in the day, HP computer in the house. And instead of downloading music off of LimeWire or, or Kasai, or Kasa, you know, giving my, my computer, a uh, computer aids, <laughs> instead of downloading um, music, I decided to research the Bible. I decided to research the fact that Jesus was black and I was finding few sources here and there, here and there. And I started to dig and 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 dig, and dig to the point where I was digging and I started to lose my faith. The more I dug, the less faith I had, the more I found the less faith I had, the more I dug, the blacker Jesus got, you know what I'm saying? To the point where when I finished my research, literally, cause I got obsessed for a whole summer, three months. I got obsessed for three months, looking at it, breaking it down, looking at it, questioning myself, everything for a whole summer. Researching, 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 researching. After I got out of it, I didn't feel like I was an expert, but I felt like I knew more than the average person. I went to my mom and I said, I don't believe Jesus is real. That broke her heart, but that was a sense of freedom. I felt where I said, wait a minute. Now I know the truth. We've been lied to. And then I kept on researching more where I end up finding out, you know, this wonderful word called white supremacy that I use a lot <laughs> and 
it took me to a whole journey of meeting people and going into lectures and all this other stuff just to understand what it is just to understand it and i came out with a great understanding that's how i broke away from white approval by researching and learning the history of my people i have mexican excellence on here she does one month long every month she does like free lectures of indigenous culture go to her youtube channel that's a way to break away from white approval sometimes we don't want to break away from white approval because that's a way to admit i was wrong and everything that i believed is wrong some of us don't want to break away from a white approval over being over being you know scared but for protection the more i believe into this white shit, the more i see them as deities the more protection i will have and i will feel that is completely wrong is what i'm saying 100 wrong and we should not be thinking like that you know we should not be thinking like that whatsoever we were not put in this fucking planet to be victimized and to be classified a minority when we goddamn sure isn't literally these white folks are out here claiming everybody else as being white because their numbers are low okay if you get arrested for a latin person to get arrested and no matter how dark you are you have a last name like gonzalez or whatever the case is they will mark you down as white regardless regardless unless they actually go go through the whole you know polls and, and you know and stats and and start you know they start you know okay let's take the the hispanic and black route out then you'll see all the all the numbers of white people actually being low you know but still that's what it is and this is something that we have to be real about it's part of the oedipus complex that some of these people suffer it's true and the way we break away from white approval is by education education not rewritten history that some of us just gravitate to because it sounds nice just because it sounds nice doesn't mean that this person knows the fuck they're talking about you know what i'm saying what jc said just because he wears a kufi don't mean that he's bright just because you don't understand what he's saying doesn't mean that it's nice it means he don't know what the fuck he's talking about come on now come on now we have to be real and break away from white approval and also we can be side uh, side blinded by some of the people who are in denial of this and they want white approval we got to call it out for me it's very easy you don't need to give me that many clues to see if you're a coon or a suspected white supremacist you don't have to give me that many clues i could figure that shit out real quick by certain things that you say you know what I'm saying? By certain things that you say, the way you move and all that other stuff. You know what I'm saying? It's very easy for me. And I don't want to find excuses 
or hear excuses from other people going like, well, is he a racist? Well, I don't know. He did date a black girl one time. You know what I'm saying? I don't want this. No, no, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? I am good. I, I don't got no time for none of that shit. I am good. With that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Remember, if you want to support your boy, Cash App, Dollar Sign Radical Latino, or go to my website, RadicalLatino.com. There's a donate button and donate. If you don't got the money for it because it's the pandemic, I get it. Everybody's broke. You could go to my YouTube channel. I'm monetized. Just watch this on YouTube and click on the ads or whatever the case is. Or, or what you guys can do is go to your favorite podcast um, app and rate your boy Cinco Estrella. That's that's Japanese for five stars. <laughs> no, let me stop. Uh, five stars. That's, you know what I mean? Um, rate rate me five stars, and um, also. Uh, Hit me up on Instagram and Twitter at the same name, Radical underscore Latino underscore. Hit me up. I'll definitely reply back. No trolls, please. No trolls. And as I always close out, I'd rather die on my feet than live on my knees. With that being said, I'm going to catch y'all later. Peace.